Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Carla Jewel Spencer about her escape collection wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about her planning process and how she chose the escape package and how everything turned out. So welcome, Carla. Hi, how's it going? Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have an escape event at Walt Disney World. My husband and I are Disney people. We actually got engaged on the Polynesian beach um, a couple years ago. And when we started planning, originally we started planning a wishes wedding package. We had done a kind of soft ask with friends and family. So we were looking at about 30 to 45 guests being there. And then a whole bunch of things just ended up happening where people weren't able to make it a lot closer to our date and so then our wedding consultant was a fairy godmother and so she helped us move our wishes package down to an escape package we didn't lose our venues and we did manage to keep it much more budget friendly so we kept our ceremony that we had booked at seabreeze point and then we moved our reception which was going to be a terrasse de fleur and we moved it to the lower french island at eau de fleur Interesting. And did they just apply your wishes deposit toward the package price of the escape collection? They were actually very kind to us, even though in the letter of agreement you forfeit your deposit, they were actually kind enough to let us apply that to our escape package. Oh, fantastic. Did you have a room block that you were going to need to fill with a lot of room nights in it? Yes, actually. Well, we didn't have a lot of rooms. We had always planned that we would kind of do the minimum of what we thought we were going to need because we understood it was probably easier to add rooms on than take them away. And we really wanted our wedding where it was a huge expense for most people coming down with us, especially with the exchange rate being what it still is between the Canadian dollar and the American dollar. We really wanted to open it up so that if we had people who didn't want to do a Disney vacation, except for the time that they were at our wedding, we wanted them to be free to do whatever it was that actually worked best for them. I also got very lucky when we were getting really close and I was panicking because we weren't really going to have 
enough rooms booked yet. I managed to find some Diz Brides who gave us their reservation codes. And so they helped us out as well. We ended up with more rooms than we needed in our room block, which was phenomenal. Wow, that's fantastic. So how did your friends and family react when they found out that your wedding was going to be at Disney World? All of our friends were actually so unsurprised. It would have been much more surprising to them if we hadn't got married at Disney World. And we knew that a destination meant that my parents weren't going to be able to be there. My father's health issues and can't travel. But my parents were still very supportive because they knew that Disney is our thing. And so they really just wanted us to be wherever we wanted to be to get married. And anytime I bring up that we got married at Disney World to anybody, like coworkers that I work with, I'm a substitute teacher, so I see a lot of people, we get a lot of, oh my God, that's so exciting, or that sounds so cool, and then they want to know all about it. (laughs) That's great. So how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to attend? Okay, so originally we had between 30 and 35 who thought that they were going to be able to be there. And then after we had friends who got pregnant and we actually had people with some health issues or unfortunately we did have a friend who passed away. So after all of that, we ended up with just eight of us. So there was us as a couple and then we had three couples of friends as well. Were most of your guests also from Canada? Yeah, so actually we came from both coasts of Canada. So my husband and I live in St. John's, Newfoundland, and we had friends who also came from Vancouver, BC. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and your dessert party venues? So with our ceremony, we chose Seabreeze Point. Originally, we loved that it was outside. And we really didn't want to get up early to do a morning ceremony at a park. We just figured that by the time you did hair and makeup, I would be really grumpy. So we decided that probably wasn't a location we wanted to go for. We love the Boardwalk Resort area as well. So it really made sense to us to choose Seabreeze Point. And then for our, we did actually a dinner reception. So when we were trying to choose, or the reception venue, it was really important to my husband that we choose a location that was really different from anything we'd be able to get at home. We planned on doing illuminations, and so he wanted something that was right on the water to make sure that our guests got the wow factor from the actual fireworks show. Unfortunately, we ended up with a bit of rain, so not everything worked out that way, But we got really lucky and we did manage to watch Illuminations at the Lower French Island without needing ponchos. Oh, that's great. Was your ceremony also moved? It was. We moved from Seabreeze Point to the Harbor Club Breezeway, which I actually thought was beautiful, so I wasn't too upset about it. That's great. And did you have any decor that transferred over or did you just use it as is? We just use it as is. Decor was one of those things that really wasn't important to us. So we tried to choose locations that we thought would be beautiful without needing to spend extra money. Got it. And then where did you have your reception meal served since it got rained out? We got really lucky. So what was on our BEO was just some room in the Norway Pavilion. 
from the pictures, it looked like it was mostly windowless. So that wasn't something we really loved. I got a phone call as we were doing hair and makeup to say, it looks like Epcot's shutting down all of their outside receptions right now. And when I got downstairs to do our first look, Nicole, she was our day of coordinator. She said, well, how about the Siemens Lounge in Spaceship Earth? And I said, absolutely, we'll take it. And she said, do you want to see pictures? And I said, no, I don't even need the pictures. Ryan, my husband, will be so excited. We'll take it. It was really cool. We loved that we were able to look out over the park. So that was a big wow factor for us. And of course, I don't think we would have been able to afford it with the budget we had. So it was a pretty nice bonus. Wow, that's fantastic. Did you do the food before and then they just led you out to Illuminations? You know, the same timeline kind of that you would have had originally? It did mess up our timeline a little bit because of the timeline for what we were looking at. We did our first look and our ceremony. And then we did our cake and champagne and first dance. We didn't want to take that into Epcot with us, which looking back on it might have actually made a little bit more sense with timing, but it is what it is. So we got to our reception a little bit late because I also needed to change the dress that I was wearing. It was a lot of dress down at the bottom and I wasn't going to be able to get on Soren with it. So I did a very quick costume change into a short dress. So that set us a little bit behind as well. So we got there, we had only about an hour or just a little bit more. And then we had to get back in the limo and they took us backstage up to the lower French Island. Interesting. Okay. Now, when you were planning, you started out doing a wishes event. At what point did you switch to escape? So we booked it the year out. So we booked that in August 2017. And we switched over. Oh, goodness, I have to think. We switched over. It might have been seven months before. It was definitely after Christmas. So it was within the eight months where they would book for you. We'd already gone through the wishes planning packet. And it was actually right before it was due. So I think it might have been in March. Interesting. So how did your plans that you'd already made transfer to escape? We had Christy Brown originally was supposed to be our wishes planner. And then when we were talking to Michelle, our consultant, and we signed a new letter of agreement, we did get changed over. So we had Karen. I actually found the escape planning so much easier. I found that I was getting really overwhelmed with the number of choices that were available with the wishes package. So a lot of times my husband was really pushing me to make a decision that I was worried that I was going to make the wrong one. Now, my husband was also really super involved in planning. Like we joke that he did more planning than I did. So I found it so much easier once there was a checklist. So these are my choices for bouquets. These were my choices for cake, even though we did upgrade the cake. We used the Fairy Tales Wedding Guide. He actually read it a lot, and yeah. he did the pricing charts. Again, I lucked out. He's awesome. <laughs> Anytime I had a question, I definitely made sure to ask on the official Disbrides page. Wealth of knowledge. So... Yeah, that was kind of the planning process. And I am someone who makes checklists about the checklists I have to make. So I 
made a lot of checklists and we did Pinterest inspiration boards up the wazoo. (laughs) So which options from the escape package did you choose? For our cake, we went with the gold Mickey's and we did upgrade our cake flavors because I really love cake. So it needed to be perfect. So our bottom tier on our cake was chocolate cake and we upgraded to the gray stuff or the cookies and cream filling, which was delicious. And my favorite was our top tier actually, which was a marble cake with white chocolate buttercream and fresh strawberries. And so they charged us $25 to upgrade because of the fresh fruit. But that part was so worth it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. For my bouquet, I went with the tropical orchids in blue. Our wedding was very loosely Disney movie inspired, but most of our elements touched on the Little Mermaid. So my shoes were Little Mermaid inspired. Um, We went with the purple and the turquoisey teal and the blue kind of for our color scheme. I actually went with calla lilies for the best man for his boutonniere and in ivory and we decided to actually skip a bridesmaid bouquet and we did our ivory calla lily corsage for my maid of honor instead we kept the violinist we added to our photography package so we added an additional three hours of wedding day photography We added three park shoots. So we did Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot. We didn't add any additional decor or anything. We we figured that the locations that we had chosen would be pretty enough without needing to add anything else. I think that's pretty much it. Now, you spoke earlier about how your timeline got moved around. Could you give my listeners an overview from start to finish of how the day ran? We started off with hair and makeup at just after 11 o'clock. We were doing hair and makeup for myself and my maid of honor. And then we aimed to be finished by about quarter after three. I think we actually finished closer to 3.30. Then just after four o'clock, went down and did our first look in the boardwalk lobby. Then our ceremony was at five o'clock and we did that in the Harbor Club Breezeway. We followed it up with a few pictures before we went into one of the conference rooms in the boardwalk convention center. And that's where we did our cake, champagne, and our first dance. After that, we arrived just after 7 o'clock, I think, through Backstage Epcot to the Siemens Lounge and Spaceship Earth for our dinner. And we left by 8.30 to go watch Illuminations at the Lower French Island before we went to Soren as the last ride for the mix-in. And then we decided after all of that that we were going to go to the Atlantic Dance Hall because we weren't quite ready to pack it in yet. Oh, that's neat. Did everybody go with you? We did. It was, as I said, there were only eight of us, but we had a great time from what I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any recommendations of food that you chose for your reception? Oh, I'm still dreaming about the champagne and Parmesan risotto. It was so good. I could have bathed in it. (laughs) A pasta action station. I'm vegetarian and one of my guests is vegetarian. So we wanted to make sure there was enough food. So we did the pasta with goat cheese and some roasted vegetables. And that was delicious. My husband loves Caesar salad. So we did Caesar salad as an action station. 
And I think my favorite thing that we had was the Donuts Foster because I really wanted the experience of getting to watch the fire. I thought that was so cool. (laughs) And it really, like everybody was like, wow. And they were delicious, which helped. But it was really to get to see it in action. So that kind of wowed everybody. That's great. When you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your time or you focused your budget? The big things were food because I really loved to eat. So I wanted to make sure that the food was spot on. So we looked at menus probably for three or four months. Photography and video was super important, which is where we added all of those park shoots. We actually added Epcot really last minute. I think we added that within the last month. So it was really important to us that we have those memories to look back on. We had so many family and friends who weren't going to be able to make it. It was really important to me that if we could fit it inside our budget, that we add video. So we actually used Stan Severance with STVS video. So we got a documentary style video just for the two hours. And that was perfect. I've watched it four times. I cry every time. So those would be the biggest things that really matter to us. And probably my dress. My dress was a little bit more than I was planning to spend, but I fell in love with it and then ended up needing to buy a second really short one. So very glad we managed to find that on a budget. Great. Okay. And then which aspects were less important where you saved some money or you saved your time? Decor wasn't big for us at all. Uh, We tried to pick venues that we thought were going to be stunning without needing to add anything else. And flowers, I'm one of those people who thinks flowers die. So we really didn't add a lot in there, which is why we kind of cut down our floral a little bit by going with a corsage instead of a, a bouquet for my maid of honor. And we didn't add anything else floral based. We did do really small centerpieces. We did a Roman table where there were only eight of us for dinner. And so we had two very simple centerpieces that had a floating candle and an orchid or two in them. And then on, we had some high boy tables that we were planning to use outdoors because we figured people might use them during the fireworks. So we didn't actually use them during our reception, but We had those set up with a very simple centerpiece, just with some sand and some shells and a candle in it as well. So we went with very simple and very cost-effective centerpieces in place of anything elaborate. Got it. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Well, I loved everything, but I really loved the first moment of our first look. I really feel like having that really intimate, quiet moment with just the two of us is probably what helps me be calm all day. I knew that I was looking forward to him seeing me in my dress before everybody else did, even though I kind of walked through the group before I actually got to him. But he had a chance to kind of see me before he was seeing me with everyone else seeing me. I got the wow. I got the step back. So that was that was pretty awesome. And For our ceremony, I cry every time I watch it on the video, but I love where we used Reverend Glenn Ferguson, and I really love the homework assignment that he gives where you have to write about why you love each other, 
And having that read out as a ceremony just felt so special. So it made our ceremony feel so personal to us. So I really loved that as well. That's fantastic. Now you talked about being moved due to the weather. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Really, the only thing that, to me, that I kind of wish could have been a little bit different would have been where our timeline got kind of screwed up a little bit because of all of the movement. You don't really realize how long it takes to move from one place to another. Otherwise, you know, we would have had a longer reception and had more time to actually eat all of the super delicious food we had. But other than that... I have no regrets about the day. So I I would say that weather, which is the only thing we couldn't control, probably was the only thing that kind of threw a damper on anything. Got it. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? So for us, when I was waiting to get that final call for rain at Epcot, And I knew that our backup location was supposed to be this small little windowless room in Norway. I knew that Ryan was going to be so upset and so disappointed. So it could have been a much bigger deal, except for the fact that we got some pixie dust on the day and got moved into a really awesome location in Spaceship Earth instead. And is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? It would have been good if we'd had an idea of how long it took to get from place to place. I probably could have done something to maybe condense our timeline just a tiny bit more to give us a little bit more time at each space. But other than that, now I'm really lucky. I had really good support. My maid of honor was pretty stoked. I didn't have to ask her to do pretty much anything. I told her her main role was getting ready with me. I learned on our park shoot days just how valuable hair and makeup artists really are. I was so glad at 3 a.m. when we woke up to get ready for the Magic Kingdom park shoot. I was so glad that we had booked hair and makeup for the park shoots as well as wedding day because we almost didn't. And it was such a stress off of my shoulders not having to worry about getting myself in my dress or eyeliner being crooked or the meltdown that I'm sure I would have had when my hair just wouldn't cooperate. (laughs) Book your makeup. They're worth it. (laughs) So do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Maybe people who are, they can't decide between wishes and escape or they've booked wishes, but they're thinking escape might actually be better. Definitely. Be super nice when you speak to your consultant or your planner. If they can help you, they will definitely try to. For us, I I know that a lot of people talked about really balancing out the cost of all the extra things you wanted to add. So some people who are really on the cusp with guest count, I know some people go wishes because they want to add a lot of enhancements. For us, it really came down to the cost of food, having to spend $190 per person for dinner, for more than 10 people who weren't going to be there just really would have blown that out of our price point and we would have been so stressed financially. That would be something to look at if you're really not sure which way to go. The other thing too would be we had done an ask. We had already asked people 
long before we sent out invitations. So we didn't send out invitations to anybody that we didn't think wasn't going to show up, but then life happened. And so we ended up with a huge chunk of our guest list who was no longer able to go. So do plan for, if this is a destination wedding, do plan that your guest list will get cut down possibly significantly. I do think that I've heard a lot of people, and I don't know this for a fact myself, but I know a lot of people kind of say that it's easier to go from escape up to wishes simply because Disney's going to want the extra money. Um, we got very lucky though, and they really worked with us when we explained this is what the situation was. We didn't want to end up losing money that we that would then put us outside of a price point that we would be comfortable paying for such a small number of people. So at the end of the day, the big thing is no matter how much you plan and you prepare, something's going to go wrong. So it's just recognizing. So on your wedding day, we got rain, can't control it. So I can either stress about it or I can just roll with the punches and remember that I'm still getting married to my best friend. The running joke in my family is that if you, something didn't go wrong on your wedding day, you really didn't get married. Um, <laughs> you have to know how you're going to handle what little things life's going to throw at you. And even though it feels like it's probably a huge deal, it's probably really not. Nobody else is going to notice anyway. And even if they do, if they say anything about it, they're just rude. So just, you know, breathe, eat something, drink some water and you know, enjoy that you get to spend the rest of your life with your favorite person in the world. That's the important thing at the end of the day. That's great advice. Well, Carla, this has been so helpful. Thank you for sharing the story of your day. I think this is going to be really instructive for anyone who's interested in the escape collection or possibly trying to decide between escape and wishes. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like a rock star now. So <laughs> very excited to get to be on your on your podcast and help out some other brides. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.